Hello, great to see you, and welcome to Talkin' Tax. I'm your host, Ryan Ruff, and we thank you for joining us for an, our inaugural episode. I'm going to be welcoming in the stars of our show, Carrie and Angela Bryson of Bryson Law Firm, LLC. They're the co-founders as well as attorneys for the firm itself. They're going to, like I said, be the stars of our show. But first, I wanted to give you, our audience, a little bit of an overview as to what you can expect on this show moving forward. You know, tax, it's tough. Whether you're an individual, you're a business... There are so many things to remember. And hey, it's dollars and cents at the end of the day that come right out of your individual or your business's account. So sometimes we need some help. We need to turn to the experts that are well-versed in this space. And luckily for us, Carrie and Angela are. They, like I said, are the co-founders of the Bryson Law Firm specializing in tax. Hey, it's in the name of our show, Talk in Tax. So every month, Carrie, Angela, and I are going to be sitting down to dive into a complex tax-related issue. Maybe it's a, a prior case study. Maybe it's an ongoing thing that's happening now in the tax world. Either way, we're going to be the team to be able to give you the information to help better position yourself or your business when addressing your taxes in the near future. So hey, let's go ahead and bring on the stars of our show, Carrie and Angela. Carrie and Angela, welcome aboard. Great to see you guys. Excited to get rolling here today. Hey, Ryan. Good morning. Great to see you. Good we're excited here. as well. Yeah, so so I just kind of spelled out to our audience a little bit of what they can expect from you guys. You are our uh, our experts in this space. You're the individuals that are going to be providing some guidance for us moving forward. But you know, for this first episode, I think before we start diving into some of the tax related stuff, let's let's learn a little bit about you guys. Uh, you know, why don't you take us back to the beginning, really, and and tell the audience about who you guys are. Um, I know you guys have Southern roots, so I'd love to hear a little bit about them. So let's dive into it. What? Uh, tell me about some of your upbringings. First. Okay. Uh, I grew up in the Lafayette area, Lafayette, Louisiana, South Louisiana, a very uh, traditional uh, environment uh, in the country. Horses, chickens, rabbits, you name it, we had it. Um, and uh, I just love my home, really. It, um, I have one sister. Uh, my mom and dad are still basically living where I grew up. And um, it, it'll always be home for me. So um, I did go to LSU and, and migrated to Baton Rouge, but Coming back to Lafayette was was really um, destiny for me, uh, and maybe not for Carrie so much, but uh, <laughs> he's here. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so as, yeah, Carrie, what about you? Oh, as Angie alluded to, I'm a I'm a transplant, uh, but I'm still from South Louisiana. But I was born on the in Baton Rouge, uh, and grew up in a small town just north of Baton Rouge called Baker, and uh, that's where I, I graduated from high school. Then went to LSU in Baton Rouge. And uh, eventually met Angie in law school at LSU Law School in Baton Rouge. Uh, and so that's, as she said, we, uh, after a few uh, travels through the state, we worked in Treeport for a while, worked in New Orleans for a while, and we landed in Lafayette, as I pretty much knew we knew we would when we met in law school, because she was she was coming back to Lafayette eventually. So uh, that, that's so now we've been in Lafayette for 20 something years and it is home to me. Uh, so. Yeah, it's great great to hear. I'm a bit of a homebody myself. So, you know, it's hard to leave hard to leave your roots and especially when you fall in love with the given area. So, so you guys met at, at LSU. I mean, you guys are obviously together. You are co, you know, co-founding a, a law firm and have been working at the law firm for many years. Let's let's talk a little bit about you guys meeting at LSU. What was that like? How was that first interaction together? Uh, it depends on what depends what version of the story you get. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> 
You can start because you always do. I think you probably. It's probably it's better when I finish when I complete the story. Oh uh, yeah. Well, I'm, I'll start, and I know he will. He, he will continue and embellish. Um, but in law school at LSU, they they put you in sections, so it's basically like a homeroom. So you are with these people for the duration of your first year. So we were in the same section of law school, and um, there the very first class that. We had very first day, very first class. Um, of course, I was late for clearly, um, and this is kind of an ongoing theme, nevertheless. So I walked in right before the professor, literally, and there was one seat left in the classroom, um, and it was happened to be next to him. Um, I was very prepared. Some of us were a little not prepared, um, and this is where the story the story really begins. So. Um, I'll, I'll let him take over. Um, well, uh, oh, you're also stuck in these seats for yeah, the duration of the semester. So, they make so a, once you sit there, you're done. Um, it, it's a, your seat uh, in seating class. chart for the rest of yeah. the semester. <clears throat> Unbeknownst to Angie, had she known, she probably would have found a different seat. But I may have. <laughs> maybe no. I'm but just she, uh, yeah, there, literally, by the time she arrived in class, there was only one seat left. It, yeah. it was full, and uh, she walked in with her her little briefcase and her stuff, and she was very prepared. She's correct. Kind of and unique in that respect. I was very unprepared, I, I have to admit. Uh, I, I was just assuming it was going to be like college and you show up and get your syllabus and go home. Uh, and uh, that's not law school. So law school, there was reading to be done. And and I didn't even have, honestly, I didn't even have a, a notebook to take notes with on the first day. <laughs> it was not syllabus day. So I had, yeah, it was not. So I had to uh, borrow a pen and paper uh, from my, from the Neighbor. student sitting next to me, which happened to be Angie, uh, and if you, if I could uh, reenact the look that she gave me when I asked her to borrow a pen and paper, uh, it was it was telling. But uh, so it took me. The, the truth is, it took me to Thanksgiving uh, to get her to have a conversation with me. So we went from August to Thanksgiving before I could get her to have a conversation with me. Uh, but eventually, uh, eventually, I uh, I think I wore her down, and she eventually had a conversation with me. So. Well, hey, you came in underprepared. She wasn't having any of it. And uh, <laughs> clearly you had some work to do. <laughs> That's true. I, I had to redeem myself. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. So, and I'll, I'll, the joke is, I always tell her, I said, you were just waiting. You were wanting to make sure that I was going to pass is what it was. So she waited till, uh, till she knew that I had enough to pass. So well, There sure. might have been a little bit of that in there, maybe. <laughs> Sounds about right. Uh, yeah. Hey, so so that's interesting. That's a really interesting dynamic. So you guys are in LSU law together. You're you're, for lack of a better word, stuck together in the same group moving forward. Uh, you know, I'm sure there was plenty of dealings where you guys had to maybe put your heads together on assignments or or um, uh, you know bounce ideas off of each other. Whether that was kind of before your relationship truly began or or even during. Uh, talk talk to me about what some of those moments were like, where you guys were not only also beginning a relationship together, but at the same time having to kind of buckle down and do some hard work together. That that's interesting because. Um, People ask us every day, pretty much, how do you, you know, you work together, you live together, you run a business together, you, um, isn't that terrible? Uh, and it's really all we know. It's because our relationship started, you know, it, it started in a funny way that way. But, but, but in the end, where where it grew was when we were studying together, because that's that's sort of how we we did grow. Uh, it is the way we grew. 
we had a little study group with Carrie, me, and a couple of other, Carrie's roommate, um, who is still a good friend of ours today. Um, so, yeah, we, 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 the infancy of our relationship was working together and collaboratively. Um, and, and frankly, I vividly remember one day on a, on a walk, which is a whole different story that I used to make him exercise too. <laughs> um, he, we, we, you know, when we knew we were going to have a long-term relationship, this was, it wasn't super early on, but we, we decided that we wanted, like, what was your dream? And the conversation was, we want to practice law together, um, and help people. We didn't want to represent corp necessarily corporate type practicing uh, with big businesses and those sorts. We really wanted to be involved with people's lives. And this was probably three or four months into our relationship. So those goals were set early and those seeds were planted early, but um, it, it's really all we know from, from mm -hmm. my perspective. I'm, I mean, he may, he may feel differently, but I have a feeling he's this, it's going to be the same story from the well, other side I, of the, the I, I would add just, just for clarity of the, for the, the first question, uh, I was not allowed in the study group until the second semester. <laughs> That's not. That is true. <laughs> I was not, not allowed true. in the study group. Uh, yeah, until the second semester. So I had to earn my way into the study group, although my roommate was in the study group for the first semester. Uh, so I did get some some crumbs uh, that were thrown me. Because, uh, Angie. We uh, threw you a lifeline. Let's be real. Yeah, I got a lifeline there. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and I probably needed one, too. So. Uh, but anyway, so that just to clarify about about the uh, the study group. But no, we did. We've always worked together, uh, and it I just dawned on me. You know, in fact, uh, for, as a as a wedding present, I remember mm -hmm. that I bought a partner's desk uh, because we got married in law school. We actually were married for our last our third year of law school, the last year. And as a wedding present, oh, we got wow. married in September. I bought her a partner's desk, and we studied at a partner's desk for the last year. We did. Um, sitting across from each other, uh, studying. So, yeah, that's, that's really cool guys. That's a, such a unique experience to, you know, find, find each other in love and in work, you know, going through life like that. I mean, not a whole handful, you know, or rather a handful of those kind of stories in existence probably. And then to kind of ride that wave, you know, into, into your, your working lives, you know, today, uh, I mean, clearly it was the right decision. So, well, you know, hats off to you guys. Um, so, Hey, I want to, I want to rewind just for, just for a touch and kind of go back to, you know, the passion really, uh, that drives you guys. So, you know, you wanted to go to, you guys were homebodies in the greater Louisiana area. You wanted to go to LSU. I'm sure there were probably a few reasons behind, not just wanting to go be a part of LSU law, but maybe just LSU as a whole, pretty awesome institution. Um, but also, you know, I want to talk about the passion behind law. Where was it respectively for both of you that, you know, that light bulb happened and, and went off in your head and you thought, you know, I want to, I want to practice law in some capacity. I want to practice law. When, when did you guys have that moment or why did you have that moment? Uh, I, I think for me, it, our stories are probably a little bit different. Yeah, they are. But, um, I, I had always thought, um, that I would eventually go to law school, uh, and maybe not practice law, but I was, I think I more went to law school thinking I was it, the way that I was going to serve uh, would be more of a, in the public service politician or something like that, running for office, something of that nature. And, and, you know, law was a, was a natural fit to that. Uh, so I went to school thinking I was going to go to law school, thinking I would end up in politics at some point. Um, and, uh, you know, and wanting to serve in, 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 so that was more of my, uh, my, my aspiration for law school. 
yours is a bit different, I think. Yeah, I mean, so Carrie's was, I think, more public service motivated. Uh, mine was more um, needing to to serve people uh, and and help and pro- problem solve because you know that's what I'm good at um, identifying the problem and and creating a solution. Um, so, but I, you know, it's interesting because I, I spent almost three and a half years at LSU in pre-med. So my degree is in zoology. Um, and then, and then decided the very last year of right last second, well, the, in the fall to, to switch to, uh, to, to go to law school. So uh, I realized that my aptitude was, was more geared towards conversation and rather than science and, and those sorts of things. Although, I mean, I was, pretty good at it. Um, and, and I just decided that was a better way for me to serve people, uh, more of, of their, their, their hearts and their minds rather than their bodies, uh, in that sense. And that, that was a good way for me to, to, to serve my skill set. Um, so we make, we make a nice team because the things he's good at, I'm not so I struggle with. And then the things that I'm good at, you know, he, he's not so he struggles with as well. Let's just say I don't enjoy them as much. <laughs> of course. That's the vernacular yeah. that we needed. You're yes. good at everything. But, right. you know, if I, if I wanted to be, yeah, of course. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, that's really interesting. You know, obviously that mesh worked. You guys complement each other well to, you know, cultivate a successful, thriving, you know, firm today. So let's, let's fast forward again back to, so here we are, we're coming out of law school, out of LSU. And you guys, you're in your relationship together. You clearly know that that down the road you may like to practice law together, but you guys had a little bit of a separate career before you made it to to creating Bryson Law Firm. You know, let's uh, let's Carrie, let's start with you. You know, what was your experience out of out of LSU? Where did you land on your feet coming out? Uh, so I, we graduated law school in '91. Uh, in '91, the legal job market was not the best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, was the LA Law Times, and everybody wanted to be a lawyer, and da da da. da. So there was a lot. It really weren't the jobs weren't the best. Uh, so we, uh, the only city we wanted to stay in Louisiana, pretty much. We weren't really looking out of state, but the only city that we both found a job uh, in was Shreveport. It was just kind of funny how that fell about. Um, so we moved to Shreveport for uh, for several, which is a city in North Louisiana, which is it's really you know it's part of Louisiana, but it's a different culture. Uh, in that part of the state. So it's not, uh, it's just, we, a, loved, we, loved Street we loved it. Yeah. Uh, yeah it was we enjoyed wonderful. it. They it were, was more like my, where I, it was more like Baton Rouge in that part of the state than it was Lafayette. The people um, were wonderful. It was great. Yeah. yeah. We had a great time and, and, and we would, you know, we both had, uh, good jobs, really, oh, yeah. really decent jobs. But, but anyway, uh, I started with a firm that did primarily family law. Cause I, you know, I thought I was serving people. That'd be a great area. It's people, people contact. Yeah. Um, and I worked there for three years at that firm. Uh, didn't uh, didn't really enjoy family law whatsoever. Um, you know, I had a great firm, a great opportunity, but it just wasn't a good fit for me professionally. Uh, I just I couldn't handle it. Basically, the the emotions uh, every day of of you know that that fight, so to say, you know, mm-hmm. um, it just was not my not my. Deal. Um, and um, you know, and Angie, and honestly, I mean, of course she, you know, she did, she did better in law school. So she had an easier time finding a job. So pretty much is where I found a job was Freeport. She had a job probably in any city she wanted because she was high enough in the class to, to, to kind of go where she needed, wherever. Um, so, uh, Angie had a job at a large firm, you know, she could tell you about that. And I think she quickly discovered that the large firm 
you know, working 60 hours and billing and billing requirements and hours wasn't her gig either. Um, so she, she went to work, uh, for the, uh, the appellate court system. She worked for uh, judge victory, uh, at the time who's, who eventually became a justice victory of the Louisiana Supreme court. Wow. Uh, and Angie, that was really, she was really good at that. It was research and writing and man, that was in her, in the hours were uh, correct. And, you know, and we, we wanted to have a family. We were, you know, that was always a, a, a big deal with us that we were going to have a family. We didn't know we were going to have six kids, but we knew we were going to have a family. <laughs> and we'll uh, get to that. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, I don't want to tell you all her story, but but pretty much uh, I was looking to get away. And, and, our, and Angie, the judge that she was looking, that she was working for, uh, ran and was elected to the Louisiana Supreme Court, which is in New Orleans. Uh, and he needed, uh, he needed clerks in New Orleans, obviously. Are you supposed to stop? Supposed to stop. Yeah, sorry about that, guys. Oh. Uh, sorry. No, I uh, yeah, just go ahead and restart that thought. Okay. But uh, the, uh, Angie's, the judge that she was working for got elected to the Louisiana Supreme Court and needed justices, I mean, needed law clerks in New Orleans, which clerking for the Louisiana Supreme Court is a, is a really difficult job to get. Um so uh, Angie, uh, anyway, the long story short is we, I became, uh, we moved to New Orleans and we both clerked for Justice Victory. Uh, that was, was a good life. Which was a good life. Yeah. Yes. It was we very good We had no life. children. It was, uh, the food was great. Great. I was pregnant. Yeah. I ate as much as I wanted. It was wonderful. <laughs> great place to live. It was great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it guys, was. I don't know if I'm feeling so sorry for you at all. You know, <laughs> after that Shreveport time, going there to eat that food and, and enjoy some life together. That's, that's really fantastic. <laughs> Well, it was my, I was on the tag. I have to admit my, my goal in new Orleans was to find the best bread pudding in new Orleans, which I don't know if you've ever had bread pudding, but it is absolutely, that's, that's a feat to try to find the best because you got to so try, many. you yeah. have to try multiple too, you know, multiple times and multiple things. So, well, yeah, Hey, so was, Carrie here and now, do you have your recommendation? Well, oh, I, well, yeah, it's so funny. The party there is now that I, I try to eat gluten free, so I can't even have bread pudding anymore. But, <laughs> Touche. But, funny how that uh, works. They, uh, yeah, there were several. One of the places actually closed down because of the hurricane, mm. uh, which was uh, Mary Road. It was the galley, but it's closed. But I, if places that are open now would have to be uh, Manalis. Manalis, yes. Yeah, Pascal's Manalis. Pascal Manalis uh, on Napoleon. That would yeah. probably be our best. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, you heard it here first. We do need to make yeah. a trip there, but we can't eat the bread pudding. No, uh, we might have to cheat. Yeah. <laughs> Find an alternative. Oh yeah. yeah. I don't um, think there is, frankly. <laughs> so, all right. So, you know, you guys had your respective careers. You land in New Orleans. You're having this great life, as Angela just phrased it. Where along the lines was did the moment happen? When did you guys look at each other and say, "I, I think it's time to to fulfill that dream, to to start working together, to create the Bryson Law Firm that you guys had envisioned together." What, when did that moment happen? And, and honestly, that's a really monumental conversation that probably happened in your life. Tell me about what that moment was like. Well, we had a little gap between, there was a couple of few years between when we moved from New Orleans back to Lafayette. Uh, so we had our first daughter, Sarah, that in, was that, the in New Orleans. And that was sort of the, <laughs> the paradigm shift, you know, as it, all parents will probably tell you, the first, first child changes everything. Um, and we decided, ah, you know, we really want to be closer to family, which was, we're, we're talking an hour here. So, you know, for some people that's, we were already close enough, but we wanted to be closer either in Baton Rouge to Carrie's family, which is pretty much where all of his family lives or here where my family was. And Carrie got a job, a really good job with a nice 
uh, with Audubon, which is a, a larger firm in Lafayette. And so at that point, I knew Sarah and I were going to – we were going to let him do – you know, take this role on with, with the larger firm. And so we moved, and then I started working for myself. So that what that meant, what that looked like is contract work for attorneys who needed brief writing and and just sort of task based work. And it gave me the flexibility and the freedom to to do what I wanted to do, be with her, you know, have five more children and 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 that's sort of where that started. That was the seed. And we kind of knew it would would grow into something for the two of us, but in the interim, um, he got that good experience at Annabane, sort of planted our roots. Um, and around 2000 ish is when Carrie said, you know, I'm ready. I'm ready to move on. Are you ready to, are you ready to help me? And of course I was like, yeah, you know? Um, and so it really wasn't, it was, it wasn't like a long thought out process. It was more like kind of a leap of faith. Um, just you did your thing. I jumped in and we just, we rolled our sleeves up and got to work. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and, and that was Probably, you know, here we are today, but there was a lot of blood, sweat, and tears uh, from that moment on, I would yeah. say. Well, yeah, yeah I, get, I can only imagine about this whole <laughs> yeah, story. Yeah. The point that she's really trying to make, uh, if you noticed in that story, was that uh, I was working in the firm and she was out doing contract writing and brief writing. So she, technically, she started the Bryson oh, yeah. Law Firm because she opened <laughs> up there when I was at the firm. So she is the original member. Okay. And wow. So she, that's what she's bringing up to let you know is that she is the original member of Bryson Law Firm. It wasn't a partnership in the beginning. Okay. Carrie, oh. I thought you were trying to leverage some brownie points right there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, well. Geez. Yeah. So, so blood, sweat and tears at the beginning. I, I mean, Hey, starting a business, let alone a law firm, that is quite a, it's a hill to climb a hill and a half at that. So tell me about what were some of those first few days were like, you know, uh, garnering new clients, establishing relationships. Maybe it was carrying old relationships from prior jobs towards, you know, the new firm. Tell me about some of those, those early days, you know, when boots were in the mud and you guys were really trying to make this happen. Uh, well, I can tell you that, uh, you know, we, at, at the time, you know, as Angie alluded to, we, we eventually had six children mm -hmm. and, uh, I was of the mindset, uh, you know, that anybody that needed a, had a legal problem <laughs> needed me and I was going to do solve that problem, you know? So that's kind of how we started. I was really doing a bunch of different type of work, uh, cause I'm, I'm trying to, you know, put food on the table. I mean, I'm trying to make a living and feed the family and pay the mortgage and da da da, da you know? Um, and then it, what happened eventually was, uh, we, we ended up having a client that had some tax issues and that was something, you know, we had, we both had taken tax classes, uh, in law school and I, you know, had a remote interest in it, but it's just a hard field to get into, uh, uh, you know, and, and it's, it's, it requires a lot of additional study and different study. And that's not what we were, had been doing other than on the periphery. Right. But uh, we had a good client uh, and good friend that that had some issues, and I, you know, and they ask, and I'm thinking, hmm, you know, maybe I can help. But then I said, you know, I better look around and see if there's a lawyer that I can give this this problem to. And you know, I, uh, with the the long story short is, there was really no one, no one. There was a lot of tax lawyers, but none of the the tax lawyers at the time liked to do succession work and estate work and tax planning. 
Well, this was this was after planning. This guy had a problem. He needed to solve mm -hmm. his time. He owed a bunch of money. And there was really nobody that did that. And of course, I'm thinking, well, if nobody does it, my you know, wife can do that. In the legal field, I'm, I'm thinking, <laughs> well, that's kind of actually what I thought. I know Angie could figure it out. So why don't we do this and Angie will figure everything out and we will get this thing. <laughs> uh, so lo and behold, that's kind of what happened. Uh, it, to kind of put it in a nutshell, we got, I stood to work and, and I was like, and, and, and you know, the, the client actually, you know, the good friend client appreciated it, which was kind of unique in the law in the law field that your client actually likes likes it. You know, he's happy when you finish. And as we were doing a bunch of work, and you know, that's it, just the legal field is a tough tough field. I mean, not, not, people you know think it's real glamorous, so but it's a very hard field uh, to to work in. But anyway, um, so the client liked it, so we you know, got this, and next thing you know, word gets out, hey Bryson, and next thing you know, we just started getting a bunch of work. We did a little advertising for it, and we've gotten a lot of work. And uh, the long story short is I had a bunch of different kind of work, and we ended up getting a bunch of tax work. Go ahead and tell him. Yeah, and Angie walks in the office one day because I'm getting the work in, knowing Angie's in the back generating and, and doing a great job. I mean, getting great deals for these people. And I'm learning. You know, we're learning it together. We you did were, a lot. You were of, helping me. Yeah, we did a lot of yeah. classes, and we were learning. And, and it was a neat feel because nobody was doing it uh, really Kind of not anywhere other than there was a few national companies that were marketing ripoffs. They would just get to work and not really solve, and, you know, and we couldn't do that. I mean, we had to. So anyway, Angie finally walked in the office one day and and she said, I'm done. And I said, well, what are you what are you talking about? She says, well, it's time for you to make a decision. And I said, what do you what do you mean? Like, what are you going to do? You know, and she said, well, I'm quitting unless you pick one field. And we're going to do one field, and we're going to do it well, and that's it. And I remember well, at the, at I the re time we had lemon law oh, work, we, we had, had real estate had work, six, we had personal seven, injury work. Yes. We, I, was, I mean, it was just it we was had an, six it was kids. Too. Don't forget that part. We crazy. were uh, so in. in <laughs> I was in, about to say in, you're spreading in, yourself a little thin there. <laughs> in Catholic school, so we were paying two to private school <laughs> tuition. So. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so I said, well, we both agreed. Uh, look, I mean, if I'm picking one, I'm picking tax because I love it. I mean, that's the rest of this stuff is good. It is a deal, but I love this tax stuff. I really like it. And from a business perspective, there was not, not anybody doing it. It was so also this makes is sense. A, yeah. This is a great deal. So actually, that friend that I, my roommate law school, that friend that used to my study, study with us, partner. I yeah. called him up and said, Hey, guess what? You're about to get a bunch of work because I'm only going to do this. And, you know, of course, he thought we were crazy and da 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 da. And we took a leap of faith. And that was. So that was the moment when she walked in my office and said, I quit unless we do this. So. Yeah, that was more the deliberate decision. Everything else sort of evolved to that. Yes. Yeah. Sure, sure. Well, that's, that that's super interesting, guys. I mean, you're, you're well-versed in a handful of different areas, but what's really interesting about that story from an outsider perspective, you know, you, you saw not only the opportunity in the market, there wasn't really many people that were focused specifically on tax, but hey, neither were you guys. You had to do a little bit of legwork to brush yourselves up on that realm because that's it's oh. not just a, a one quick read and I got it. I mean, that's a realm of law. So I, you know, Hey, hats off to you guys for recognizing the opportunity shifting towards that. I mean, clearly it was the right decision. Look at you today. Here you are on the show. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, so, so that's super interesting. And I, so as you guys have been growing the company, obviously business has generated, you know, through your great work, through your name, through maybe the advertising efforts that you threw out there. Um, you know, 
is there after you guys have kind of probably honed your craft and you know perfected it and and the area has come to know Bryson Law Firm as the entity that provides this service. Well, talk to me a little bit about that service. Is there a particular element of maybe the service that your clients receive with you guys that maybe they wouldn't find at another you know tax firm elsewhere? You know, what do you guys pride yourselves on at your firm? Um, you know, I think the biggest uh, distinguishing factor is practicality and approachability. So, you know, taxes are difficult and, and day to day, we have to remind ourselves that, that what we do is very, is complicated, but we've done it for so long that it sort of comes to a second nature to, to us. And so uh, uh, even like young lawyers, I have to remind them like, this is, this is complicated to your clients. So we've got to be approachable um, in a sense that we're going to have to remind them a lot. Oftentimes we're going to refresh memories and reteach and um, so that they understand what we're doing and why we're doing it. Um, and, and then just, just being practical with solutions. So, and creative so that not every client's situation is going to warrant the same cookie cutter approach. We're going to, we're going to have a conversation about what works for you and, and, and what's different about this situation as maybe yesterday's or tomorrow's and, and, and persistence to, to get someone to a place where they really have a good solution they can live with. That that's, I hope that's what everyone feels in, in all of our cases. And that's sort of the, the underlying tone for, for work here. Um, and, and we try to create that environment. I'd, I'd probably add to it too. It's kind of a more of a, a culture that Angie really has started with the company. Uh, Cause I was probably a little bit, maybe more focused on business and trying to, you know, do that part. And Angie's always been in the back with, you know, she, she really, all of our clients are treated like family. We treat, nobody's treated, you know, differently. Everybody gets treated the same. And, and it, and I think even our employees now, you know, that's been in, you know, all the, it's been instilled in them that everybody, all clients are like family and we treat everybody the same. It's maybe it's a South Louisiana thing or whatever. Could be. Could be. The culture here is though. I mean, we're really approachable. We're family. You could talk to us and, you know, and, you know, it, 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 this, we do take it personal. You know, it, it does, uh, our, this is our, our, you know, our, our seventh child, as I always say, you know, this is, this is our baby. And we, I mean, we're, our blood, sweat and tears is in this as much as in our family with, you know, with our children. And, and, you know, we, we do, we, 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 we take it, uh, we treat it like family and, and we treat our clients like family. It's kind of a, I hope that our, our clients feel that, you know, maybe I'm sure some of them don't and we're not perfect, you know, but we really try. Right. It really sounds like it comes down to uh, the human element, you know, in your conversations with people, you know, you are getting, yes, you're looking at their numbers. You're looking at their estate. You're looking at these various, you know, cold, hard facts on paper. But at the end of the day, everybody's got a story. Everybody's got, you know, the emotions that came with them that put them in this position where they came to you and sat down with you guys to look at their situation and get your advice. There's so many elements that come into play and that human element tends to be such a big one. And I think in today's today's society with so many different services at our fingertips. Now, a lot of the consumers are, are always looking towards what's going to give me the consumer the best experience. You know, uh, wh where, what am I going to feel good about at the end of the day, knowing that I spent my money 
on a service that I really feel good about because I know that service had my best interests involved. And it sounds like a family mentality is the best way to go about that guys. And, and I can tell that it's, it's certainly a, a natural, you know, instilled thing with you guys. Yes, maybe it is that Southern hospitality, or it's just the hard work that you guys have put into, to kind of building the company and cultivating it that way. So I'm not surprised to hear that, that, uh, you know, that emotional connection, that, that, uh, that human element is, is what plays a, a big role in your guys' work, you know, especially given Carrie, your work. Yes. I understand that you were doing a lot of the logistical, trying to run the business, keep that afloat. But, you know, you had that experience with family law. I mean, you were, you were in touch with, with all the, the trauma and the tragedies that can, that can just totally blow up a family. So I feel like you also had a little bit of that exposure to that. Do you think that your time in family law has kind of, you know, catered itself into, into the business today? Oh, sure. Sure. And, and I think, um, yes. I mean, the experience of that was invaluable. And the lawyers that I worked for were were of you know classic. some of the some classic best in the state you know in that field, uh, renowned you know uh, just yeah so I, that education was was invaluable and I'm sure it still affects me today it has it, even when it affects but yes I mean in, in a lot of you know our, a lot of our clients uh, you know no one not many people and actually if they do they're usually not our clients but not many people are thinking. I'm just not going to pay my taxes and see what I can do. Most people, it's a mistake. It's a tragic event, a hurricane, a divorce, death. a death. Something's happening in their life. So there's a, there's a the human element there just from the beginning. The people are coming to us broken. Uh, you know, not and not the tax. A lot of times, the tax problem is just another problem. Secondary. Uh, yeah. Very secondary to the main problem, which is the brokenness. You know, and and I will tell you. Uh, more than fixing the, the tax problem, you know, when you can get somebody from a place of brokenness back to putting a smile on their face and having a purpose in life and going forward and just feeling revived and, and there's nothing to me uh, more rewarding. And, and I'm sure Angie's the same way. And, you know, that's why we do this. I mean, it's, you know, yeah, it is fun to fight the IRS every day. I get to say that I get to fight the IRS every day. Yeah, it's a blast, you know, and it is. I mean, who Somebody doesn't? Somebody would call that a nightmare. You know, yeah. a lot of people. Well, I mean, I enjoy fighting the IRS, so, you know, and I do. But, uh, uh, but you know, uh, but still, the bottom line is to get a client from there. You know, in the other areas of law, like we talked about, some of, you know, like I would do a, uh, you know, personal injury case or representing an insurance company. I represented several insurance companies at Bank. The bottom line is money. Yeah, that's all they worry about is money. You know, and money is money. I don't want to fight over money all day long. And you know, did you? You know, and then they charge me too much. You say, yeah, that's that was that's not my uh, that's not my cup of tea either. You know, to do that, and I knew that. I realized that. I didn't know it. I always thought I was going to be this big litigator, defense insurance defense litigator, or something like that. Our governor. And, uh, yeah, our governor is really what. But <laughs> anyway, we'll talk about that. That's another. That's another episode. Right. Whole episode. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge one day. But anyway, um, so, so yes, to, to be able to, to do, to be in the situation to help people like we are is really a, uh, a godsend to me and it's a blessing to me because I truly enjoy it uh, uh, and, you know, enable to feel fulfilled doing well, what on I days, do. On hard days, you know, if you remind yourself why, why we're here, uh, because we have hard days, we all do in business, you know, um, it it's it gives you a renewed sense of of purpose. Um, I mean, I vividly remember uh, 
being early on, probably in the first couple of years of of what we of this niche, focusing on this niche, sitting on the phone uh, with a client and talking this person literally off of a ledge. Mm-hmm. I mean, this person was suicidal. Mentioned the word that you know that term in our conversation of probably two hours, maybe. Um, many times and that there was no hope left. Uh, it really wasn't about taxes at that, at that moment, but I was the only, um, the only person available uh, or felt like they felt was available, um, to, to talk them off of this, this ledge. Um, and so I, I often reflect on, on what that was like for me. I mean, it was emotionally exhausted. I'm not, I'm not a professional, you know, I'm not a psychologist or nor am I feel like I'm qualified, but I took the time to help this person and they were eternally grateful. Um, and, and so was I, that, that I was able to, to help them. Well, sure. There you go. That's a, that's a great example of just how your work just naturally finds a way of putting you guys right in the middle of someone's life. And sometimes, you know, the hardships of their life. I mean, that's why they're coming to see you guys to work with you guys. So, so I want to take a little bit of a step back here, guys, and just kind of kind of talk about the show as a whole. You know, here we are. We've heard your story. We've heard the success that your your firm and all the legwork that has gone into it to developing it. You know, your countless hours that you guys have put in, not only in terms of just educating yourselves as, you know, overarching lawyers, but your expertise now in the tax space and what you guys have been able to do and help so many people through the tax space specifically. So for those that are watching, for those that are listening, you know, they're tuning in. They know the show is called Talking Tax. Obviously, we're going to be talking tax down the road. We wanted to do a little bit of an introduction into you guys, but tell tell the uh, listeners a little bit of what they can expect on future episodes, maybe some of the topics that we'll be covering and, and some of the uh, some of the things that we're going to want to dive into. I think that the primary purpose will be to educate people on options available, that there are options available, number one, um, and what those will look like how you may qualify, uh, what the solutions can, can be. And, um, just a general education about, look, don't be afraid of taxes. You know, yeah. I mean, everybody's got, it's a common denominator, right? Death and taxes. Uh, and, and yeah. I would like to convey, you know, to hope, hope there is hope when you do have, there, there is a solution. Yeah. Now I'm not going to, I'm not going to, uh, and I would never would, I don't lie to my clients or whatever, misrepresent that, you know, some of these solutions aren't, they're not, they're not all easy. You know, sometimes they require an effort and they're difficult, but there is a solution. There is a way out of every problem. And and I think other topics too, like a current trend, like the big topic today, I mean, Angie and I are doing a seminar this afternoon, uh, you know, on the new, the COVID regulations, which are ever changing and ever changing and ever changing. And they're retroactive back to the prior ones. And now we have to go back and undo some of the things we did before, you know, just keep up with that. Uh, it has been a task in itself, and we sure. both have been trying diligently to do that. You know, and that's that's like the education never stops uh, in the tax world. Uh, and yeah. for, you know, it's constant, and that's what we we spend our time. And like I said, we'll be this afternoon. We'll be in a big seminar trying to do some COVID provisions. But uh, and 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 also there may be some episodes I would think maybe focusing on small businesses as well mm-hmm. because that's kind of uh, if not my passion, maybe I have a little passion for small businesses. But I think that's you know, not only is the, 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 you know, which the, the main peg of our economy is, I think is small businesses and to see that, you know, so many struggling now because of COVID and even before COVID with payroll issues and that issues, you know, there, there's, there's a lot there. 
there's a lot of help for them and there's a lot of ways to resolve their problems. But and I don't think that it's, I don't, I don't think the IRS does a good job of advertising. I don't think they really want you to know that there's ways to solve the problem, you know, uh, and they're not on your side. And as much as they like to tell you, oh, we're on your side, we're going to, no, they're not. They're not there to help you, you know, uh, unfortunately, although we, you know, we pay their, we, we pay for them, but they're not there to help us. So. Well, the anyway. outcome goal is different, you know, for, from the IRS's perspective and, and yeah. the clients. Yeah, I mean, the small business element is huge. The other part I'd like to serve, I really would love to send out um, educational, you know, uh, topics uh, on how to prevent, how do we how do we avoid these pitfalls, for, for especially for small businesses, because, you know, you start a new business, you're all jazzed up, you're ready to go, and then two years later, it, the, the tax problems don't start initially, it's it's one or two years into your business that you're like, oh, why didn't I do it this way? I could have prevented so many uh, sleepless nights or worries by by doing it a different way. So hopefully we can give some tips and um, tricks on on how to do it right from the beginning. Um, yeah. So it's it sounds like it's information, it's guidance, and it's a, a helping hand, ultimately. That's what really we're going to be providing to you, our listeners and our viewers, on a monthly basis. Uh, new topics each month, uh, new conversation. You know, Carrie and Angela are going to be positioned really as our experts, sharing their boots on the ground experiences within these topics. Just so much to be learned on our content moving forward, guys. And I'm so excited to, to kind of be helping you steer the ship, uh, you know, and, and uh, providing a lot of this information for our, our audience out there. So, Hey guys, before we wrap up for the, uh, for the, you know, for the day, is there, uh, any final thoughts, anything you want to leave our viewers with in terms of, uh, talking tax? Uh, the only other thing I would say, just to add to what you said, I may want to caution, uh, some people because, uh, sometimes Angie and I have been known to go down a few, get off on a few rabbit trails. So the conversation <laughs> may not be all tax. Yeah, you never know. We have six kids. We may be, uh, parenting. You never know what it would happen with us. But no, uh, at fishing, uh, we could talk fishing anytime. Uh, <laughs> well, we already covered bread pudding, so we've got that yes. as well. Yes. So we're uh, doing food recommendations. <laughs> <laughs> Never know. I, I don't want to be. Uh, I don't want to be pigeonholed just to tax because I'm a little bit more versatile than that as well. So. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, tax can get boring. <laughs> Absolutely. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you guys so much for, for jumping aboard with me today. Uh, you know, we'll be, uh, again, you know, cultivating a new episode next month. Um, so, yeah, thanks again, guys. Um, so, well, anyway, for uh, for Carrie and Angela, I'm Ryan Ruff saying so long. We thank you so much for joining us for this inaugural episode of Talking Tax. And we'll see you again next month with a new topic. Have a good one. <laughs>